0: Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3 and verse 2. And I'm going to go line upon line, precept upon precept. A little here and a whole lot there. (laughs) Amen, amen. Amen. Now, flow with me. Acts 3 and verse 2. It says, And a certain man, lame, from his mother's womb. See, that's a long time. Lame from his mother's womb. Now, eye contact. When you are a parent and your child comes out lame, the enemy will do what? Try to harass you and make you think that you are the cause of their lameness. Okay, hey. And you can beat up on yourself but many times you don't understand God has a plan beyond that and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried now here's the next part when you are lame and everybody has to carry you what does that do to your self-esteem hmm whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. Now, here's, here's another dynamic. Here you are born lame and you're carried every day and you're laid at church. That's not gonna give you such a hallelujah when you go to church if you are carried every day and lame every day and you at the church door. And the gate of the temple was called beautiful. And he was there to ask alms, that's called money, of them that entered into the temple. So mom and dad had brought him, made sure he got there every day so that he could ask for some money. Hello? Hello? Who's seeing Peter? Let me go line upon line. Now, Peter, 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 he was a disciple of Jesus Christ, right? But Peter uh, had some moments where uh, Jesus, if that's you, bid me to come out. He saw Jesus walking on the water. So he said, if that's you, can I come? And Jesus said come and what did he do he began to walk on the water got it but as he walked all of a sudden he saw the storm and started sinking and he cried out Lord save me and the Lord saved him got it that's Peter Peter Uh, what else do we know about Peter he told Jesus hey I'm always gonna be with you I'm going to always be with you, Jesus. You, uh, hey, you know, I, I'm going to always be there. And Jesus said, now, I just want you to know, before the cock crow, you're going to deny me three times. And he said, no, Peter, I'm, 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 no, I'm, that ain't going to happen. And sure enough, Peter huh, was the one that denied the Lord three times. Amen. But it also says that after he did, he had to face reality and he wept bitterly he wept meaning he repented you know he realized that he wasn't all that he thought he was got it but now here's the next part Peter is hanging with John but John was not one of the ones that said now Lord and I, I see you walking on that water I want to come on that water too he didn't get on the water with Peter say neighbor you got some some some, some folks that you love they ain't going to roll with you every time they ain't going to walk on the water with you got it and yet Peter and that John was the one that was you know when they were having communion he said you know uh, asked him who's going to betray and he was the one that was laying on Jesus' bosom huh so he was close to Jesus he was close to Jesus Peter was close to Jesus John was close to Jesus got it but also remember, Peter was the one that when they came and got Jesus, he had a, had a blade and he cut off somebody's ear. I mean, he just cut the ear off. So, you know, he, was, he, was, he, he had some, you know, don't mess with me. He had some hood in him. He cut the ear off and Jesus had to tell him, Peter, you know, put, put, put the knife away, put, the, put, put it down, put it down, it, no, this, this has to happen that's Peter. Got it? Now, now he's in the season where uh, when Jesus was resurrected, they told, uh, Go get Peter. I know he lied on me, but go, go get Peter and have Peter come. And Peter was able to be restored after all of that mess. Say, neighbor, all have sinned. Me too. And come short of the glory of God but God still loves us. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Now watch, flow with me now. So here we have this lame man carried, he's there and he sees Peter and John who's seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple ask, um, so he's asking money. Now, I want you to get this. And Peter, the one that cussed, the one that cut folk, the one that repented and got changed and then after on the day of pentecost he was he was filled with the holy ghost he was full of the spirit of god now so he's a new he's a new new say when you get filled filled with the holy ghost Ghost, you you become new all right now flow with me now watch watch this say every day when you read the word Don't just read it. it. Meditate it. Meaning mutter it over and over again. Be still and say, all right. So now I'm going to show you. And seeing Peter, he's, he's asking alms, right? Give me some money. He's seeing Peter. He's seeing John. About to go into the temple, he asks for alms. But Peter, who's full of the Holy Ghost, who's full of the power of God, is flowing in discernment. Ooh. Say say neighbor. neighbor. When, you folk, when you get around folk, you need to flow in discernment. Because just because they ask, you to cause they ask you to do something, don't mean it's time. Don't mean it's time. Well, you just don't know. I, I'm a give. Yes, but you see, you mighty givers, you need to understand you need to flow in discernment. Discern whether or not what they're asking for is what they really need. Sometimes you're gonna have to tell them, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 no, no mm, it ain't time for that." No, 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 no. Who seeing Peter and John about to Peter fasting his eyes upon him with John, with John said, "Look on us. Look on us." Say neighbor, when was the last time you told somebody who was asking you for something? Look on us, and your look on us was discernment. Discerning meaning determining whether or not what they're asking for is what they really need. You know, You know, if you come from a family of liars they 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 are hustlers. They know how to ask you for stuff all the time. And because they ask you, don't mean it they deserve it. Or it's a time for them to have it. And you feel bad because you know you just when you a giver, you love to give. You love to give. And they love to hustle. They love to hustle. Peter fastening his eyes upon him. Say neighbor. Look at your neighbor Say. My eyes are on you. I'm discerning. Remember that. Remember that, folks. Look on us, and he gave heed, meaning he looked on them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter, who was full of the Holy Ghost, who's full of the power, said, "Silver, I discern silver." And gold ain't what you really need. And when he said he didn't have none, how many of you know? Peter wasn't broke. He, he was not broke. John was not broke. They were not broke. They were not. I, I declare, I, I I don't believe that they went in there with no money. Because they was probably offering time. And it was something that they were going to give. Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have give I thee. What you really need, lame man, is the name of Jesus. For me to speak the name of Jesus. Speak the name of Jesus. See, you gotta understand, when you you are born again and you speak the name of Jesus, signs and wonders and miracles happen. In the name of Jesus, of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now here you, you've been lame for years, all your life. And Peter, being confident in his anointing with God, took him by the right hand, right hand, and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and bone and ankle bones received strength. Immediately, immediately say neighbor you got some immediate anointing on you yes there's something on you that's in you that when people get around you they get blessed oh hallelujah and he leaping up stood and walked and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping, and praising God. If you've been lame all your life, and you get a breakthrough, you might want to walk. You want to leap and praise God. Hallelujah. Folks, today's message is entitled Faith Producing the Supernatural. Say faith Faith producing the supernatural. Mm, Supernatural. Meaning, relating the existence of outside the natural world. Relating to God. Relating to divine power. Miraculous. Say, 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 say neighbor. In Christ, there's a miracle flow. Every day. Every day. Every mm. day. And if you were here on the Sunday when I ministered on the cost of transition, you were also one of the people i asked to stand if the lord had indeed done something supernatural in your life anybody the lord did anything supernatural for stand up stand up stand up stand up stand up look around the room supernatural you can be seated everybody stood up or waved their hand Come on now. There was not one single person in the audience that did not stand to acknowledge that something supernatural had indeed happened for which they will be forever grateful for. To be able to be alive, I'm grateful. Hallelujah. To be able to raise my hand, hallelujah. To look on you, hey, to see you, to see you, hallelujah supernatural. That is all the more reason for today's message to be preached. So that the faith that comes by hearing and the hearing by the word of God helps position you for a daily supernatural flow that is never taken to be for granted. Say when God blesses you, stop taking it for granted. Hallelujah. So again, here in our opening text we have one of Jesus' disciples modeling faith that produces the supernatural named Peter. He finally grown and mature to where calling on the name of the Lord and expecting the supernatural to happen was becoming his daily new normal. Say, 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 say um, calling calling name calling on the name of the Lord is to become, is to become. And, stay and stay your everlasting. new normal normal. where signs and wonders wonders. manifest Manifest. now peter he finally was totally persuaded that the promises of god are yes and amen he matured to function in the world but not of it say i'm in the world world. but i ain't of it it. Mm. likewise if you and I are going to daily position ourselves to flow with the faith that produces supernatural, we too must choose to let faith in Christ Jesus be forever settled so the supernatural becomes our daily new normal as well. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. But what are some of the key steps that faith we need must take for that to happen? Let's go to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. Hallelujah. Faith producing the supernatural. Acts chapter 9 and verse 1. Here's another another key example. It says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest. Now, anybody know who Saul was? Saul, Saul, Saul He was not always saved he, he was a Pharisee And he was the one that was going after Christians He was going after the disciples He was going He was wanted to tear God up Everything that related to God The God that we know He wanted to tear up Saul, 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 Saul Say all have sin And come short And come short. Say me too. Me too. Of the glory of God. All right. So in in verse 1, not Acts 9 and 1, Saul was breathing out threats, slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, and went to the high priest. But Acts 9 and verse 3, here we go. And this is why your prayers are so important. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly. There shined round about him a light from heaven And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the prick. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? No, words, what change do I need to make now? And the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Folks, you don't know how many times your prayers have caused somebody to get arrested like Paul. Your prayers avail much. Your prayers avail much. Somebody had to be praying that something would happen to Saul. Because he was tearing everything up. I mean, he was he was. He was persecuting everybody, but the prayers of the righteous avail much, And so now he's having a divine appointment with God. Say, say neighbor. God know how to get them. He knows how to get them and make them change. So folks, we have one of the first major steps we all must have in order to function in the faith that produces the supernatural. We each must have our very own encounter with the Lord that causes us to repent. Repent for the wrongs and choose to flow in what's right. Look at him and say, neighbor, have you done any repentance? If you haven't, you need to. Meaning, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me for I knew not what I did. You were lying. You knew what you did. (laughs) Uh, Repentance. He changed. Repent for our wrongs and choose to flow in what was right. All right, in Acts 9 and verse 26. Now here's here's the interesting thing that many people don't understand why people don't want to come to church. Acts 9 and verse 26. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, He assigned, he assayed to join himself to the disciples. But they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. Here's, you gotta understand, when you have been interesting before you get saved, it's not gonna be easy for folk to just embrace you right away. Because if they know your history and they know how you play the game, hello, you're going to have to really change. And that change is going to have to be manifested continually. Say, Lord, hallelujah. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples. He wanted to be with the disciples now but they were afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. Sometimes, folk, when your family won't believe, your cousins, your aunts, they won't believe because they know, that. child, I know, Mm-mm. you just pretend, I know you went to church, but you ain't saved, you ain't, you, you ain't as holy as you think you are. You just, you just went, but hey, hey. But Barnabas took him, meaning, Here's someone who discerned that there was a real change in him. A real change in him. and said, hey, hey. And brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way. And that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Somebody stepped up and said, I got it. I got your back. Come on. Come on. Come on. I got you. And Barnabas was the one that did that. But Barnabas was not his brother. Barnabas was not his mother. It was not one of his family members that made him uh, uh, accepted. And that's where the enemy beats us up because we always want our family to be the first one to celebrate us. And the devil knows that so he harasses us with that look at say say neighbor you my family hey hey now we take another uh, faith step that produces supernatural by learning to refuse to allow the past mistakes to keep you from pressing forward in everything the Lord has planned for your life now folks I don't care how anointed you are how much money you get your past mistakes will come back to haunt you and make you think that, you know, well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the devil knows how to keep bringing up your past mistakes, bringing them up. And so you meditate on the past mistakes and not the word. Don't do that. And right here, far too many sons and daughters seem to camp out until there is almost no fight in them to march or press forward into the victory that awaits them. Had Paul functioned like Saul, he used to be, (laughs) he would not be the kingdom example we're talking about today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Say neighbor, change. Change. Say it like he means, say "change." change. Why? Because he would not, because he that cometh to the God, must believe that he is and that he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. So diligently seeking the Lord is also a major must daily do. So your faith produces the supernatural more and more consistently because you're learning how to please the Lord in season and out of season. Now notice I said in season and out of season. In season is when the blessings are flowing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But out of seasons is when you can't figure nothing out, and your feelings are beating up on you, telling you what you know it's just, See the reason you you ain't got no peace now. You ain't got no joys now. You so you you just 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 you just you just you just messed up. See you you. I know you went to church. I know you paid your tithes. I know you didn't serve, But you, you just messed up, and you meditate that and you speak it. Say neighbor, learn to shut your mouth out. When you're not in the right season, if you're not going to speak the word, don't say nothing. Loose your angels, bind the works of the adversary, and praise God while you're waiting. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Hey. Let me, now, let me take you to Luke chapter 5 and verse 4. Luke five and verse four. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, "Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a drought. Now, this was the time and season. Jesus had already transitioned and he all are gone, and now he's showing up again to his disciple. And Simon called Peter answering said unto him master here we go just like we do i've toiled all night and have taken nothing nevertheless at thy word will i let down the net see when god is trying to get you to the next season many times all you do is talk about the problem the the devil knows how to magnify the problem and keep the problem on you so you've toiled all night and taken nothing but god gives you a word and you say nevertheless and the lord told you to put down nets and you put down a net nets (laughs) but you put down a net now watch where where we go then And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and the net broke. The net broke. It wasn't supposed to break, but it broke because all you did was partial obedience. Folks, here we have another important revelation of the faith that produces supernatural. Jesus loves us enough to allow even partial faith obedience to produce something supernatural when he's trying to take us to a higher level of faith and trust in him. Look at you and say, neighbor, now, let, now let's confess we've done something partially and got partial blessing. Partial. The Lord loved us enough to let us do partial obedience and still bless us. That's, 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 God, that's love. That's love. Hey, that's grace abounding. Eagle Summit this year, the Lord has loved us enough to allow even partial faith obedience to produce something supernatural because he too is trying to take us to a higher level of faith and trust in him. Trust in Him. Trust in Him. And as I close for today, tell your neighbor, let's learn from the disciples not to stay at partial faith obedience. Say, say neighbor. Partial ain't gonna get it. No more partial obedience. Hallelujah. Let's soar in our life purpose and serve with Lord love marching forward into 2020. With total obedience So our faith produces the supernatural That pleases the Lord Eagle Summit members are to live In the supernatural realm by faith Say I'm living In the supernatural realm By faith That pleases the Lord mm. That means We believe our God Will help have his super on our natural hmm. As we learn To daily work together with him with the help of the Holy Spirit, our comforter and our guide. For when the Lord is pleased, nothing shall be impossible. Say neighbor, let's flow in the supernatural where nothing shall be impossible.